The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hi, this is Charlie Spine, and you're listening to Matt Slick Live. And I'm so this today. Uh, if you want to call in with your questions about uh, the Bible, theology, apologetics, religions, uh, or other uh, topics having to do with scriptures, uh, you're welcome to call in uh, toll-free at 877-207-2276. You can uh, also listen to us and watch us on Rumble and YouTube and Facebook. Those links are on the CARM.org homepage. And in those streams, uh, you can participate in the live chat. We've developed a wonderful uh, uh, following in the chat, a wonderful Christian family in there that uh, likes to banter back and forth and compare notes on the scriptures we go go to and look at during the show, and it's become a wonderful enterprise uh, to become involved in. So, uh, if uh, if you would like, um, call in. There's a uh, call we have waiting right now. Let me answer that. Dave. Dave from Kansas, you're on the air. Hello, Dave. Charlie, I've yes. looked through all my commentaries, yes. and I haven't been able to find a consistent answer on this from, from MacArthur to Ryrie to everybody else, but I knew you would have the answer. Well, I hope I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the answer is, uh, it's Matthew, uh, I gave your um, Trina the wrong question. It's Matthew 11 or 12. Matthew eleven twelve. Okay. And it's about taking the kingdom violent. Uh, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subject to violent, and violent people have been raiding it. What's your Well, uh, depending on, on, on how closely you look at it, uh, in the modern sense, you would read it that men take it uh, with force. These men are uh, forceful in their uh, acquiring or attaching themselves to the kingdom of heaven, okay? Mm -hmm. When it says violent men, these are men who are forceful men who take hold of it by force, okay? They cling tenaciously uh, to the kingdom of God. It's not the sense of violent in that they do harm, okay? But in the uh, the face of uh, harm, uh, you have these men who are violent in that they are, are extremely passionate in grasping to the gospel. They're grasping to hold it into the kingdom of God. Uh, so don't let the, the modern English meaning of the word violent throw you uh, a curve on that. There's a lot of things that um, 
when the translators translated into, into English, it was rather difficult sometimes to convey the meaning that of what it meant to the people it was written to and what it meant to the writer and the message he was trying to get across to them. In their day and age, this would have been easily understood, and it wouldn't have it wouldn't have confused them uh, at all. Uh, but um, okay. this is a it's it, it, this is a good exercise in 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 looking at something, and I'm glad you did because mm-hmm. uh, on the face of it, it, it does seem to be curious. Uh, but it's not curious at all when uh, uh, you take into account. Yes, it took men of great um, uh, prowess to go ahead and do something that was not only life-changing, but life-threatening in the day and age to, to latch on to the Christian faith. So these are... Yeah, and some of the Greek masters. words... Some of the Greek words do mean uh, uh, force, force, forcefully advancing. Exactly. Forcefully yeah, I'm advancing. glad you looked into the Greek. Oh. Yeah, sometimes it's a, good, it's a good exercise to go into the Greek language because uh, in, in my Greek uh, uh, class... In, uh, in church, the, the, the Greek uh, professor had a joke. He says, the Greek have a word for that. And he literally meant they have a word. That the, the language is so precise that when we look at a word uh, used in sometimes in the New Testament, it's a treasure chest full of meaning that um, we miss in the English. And so I'm glad you looked at the Greek because the yeah, that's a, a very um, a, a very worthwhile thing to do, and I'm glad you did that. Thank you, Chuck. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm glad you I'm glad you called in. Call in again, I hope. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Uh, yeah, that's a good question, people. Um, you know, Paul had advice for Christians like us. He had a, a great deal of advice. And one thing he uh, uh, advised Christians to do is to prove everything and hold fast to that which is good. Uh, We're to test all things. Uh, We're to make ourselves a a person who's not ashamed to handle the Word of God rightly and then present it to the world. And uh, probably one of the most... uh, uh, fitting biblical examples of that in the New Testament were the the Christian believers in Berea. Paul had come from another town, uh, another region, Thessalonica, and uh, he spoke about the Thessalonians, who, how they had readily accepted the gospel as he preached it. But he said when he got to Berea, you people, he says, you are of uh, even a more noble-minded attitude in that you take the scriptures daily and test to see what I'm saying is true. And so uh, that's what we should do, just like the previous caller did. We should open up our Bibles, no matter where you hear it from, no matter who the source and how much you respect that source. I mean, Paul the Apostle, I mean, we can't get a source better than that. And he was pleased, and he commended those people for opening their scriptures and even checking the Apostle Paul out to see what he was saying was accurate. So this is a a very worthy task, and a task that every time I've undertaken it, the Lord has had a blessing waiting for me 
um, sometimes more than one blessing as I study his word. So uh, I hope you do that. Now, uh, we are transitioning a lot of our content over to Rumble. And so I would uh, advise some of you people that if you want to keep up with us, because of some of the constraints on other media platforms and some of the ways they treat uh, people that they're not necessarily fond of or they're not necessarily fond of the message in the worldly sense, um, they, they seem to make it difficult sometimes. So we found Rumble to be uh, absent those kinds of restrictions. In fact, I saw an interview with the man who founded it, and uh, he seems to be quite committed to allowing uh, a, uh, a expressions from everyone on his uh, his uh, format there. And uh, so you might find yourself in the Wild West, or you might find yourself amongst them, uh, like-minded Christians. Uh, but... Uh, you sure, certainly wouldn't expect yourself to be censored or limited over there on Rumble. Uh, so that's a note you might want to take. Now, today is Tuesday, uh, February 21st, 2023, uh, and we're open to your toll-free call uh, at 877-207-2233. And if we have time, you can email your question, and hopefully, I can't say that I'm going to get to it before Matt gets back, uh, you can email a question to info, that's info at carm.org. Uh, and if we can, <laughs> we will uh, we'll try to answer you from there. Now, uh, we have another caller today. And it has to do with, we'll let her explain. Hi, Anne. You're on the air. And this Hi. This is Charlie Spine. Hi. Hi there. Hi, Charlie. I understand I that Lent you? is not in the Bible, so I'm questioning where it comes from. And um, I grew up in a church that, you know, Lent was every year, uh, but I, I still don't know where it came from, and is it something good to practice? Well, I'm glad you asked, because we have a wonderful article on CARM about that. And uh, interestingly enough, it's called What is Lent? And uh, one of our <laughs> writers in uh, Valuable, <laughs> Valuable Resources is uh, Luke Wayne, and he uh, he wrote about this. It's a period of 40 days of fasting uh, leading up to Easter, and it's celebrated by... Uh, Roman Catholics, Eastern Orthodox, Anglicans, Lutherans, and some of Protestant traditions. Um, the motivation, as Luke writes, is uh, and, and precise practices surrounding Latin seasons uh, have uh, been a little varied uh, and not exactly the same amongst those groups. But the the the, the idea is to give up something and focus on the approaching Easter uh, uh, Resurrection Day. And this is kind of a tradition that's uh, uh, developed over time. Oh, many evangelicals have uh, rejected Lent 
because it seems to be uh, have overcome uh, some people as far as uh, the seriousness of it goes to be attached to proper worship of God. Well, that's different. That's more like a works righteousness kind of thing. And uh, mm-hmm. you need to be careful to, in keeping such a tradition. If your tradition and then your conscience, and you're the only one that knows, uh, that you're doing it for the reasons of to contemplate and prepare yourself to fully worship uh, the, Lord, uh, the Lord's resurrection, then in good conscience, you're, you're probably fine. But if you see it as a means of gaining grace with the Lord or merit, with the Lord, like some of these other situations are in the other uh, uh, families of faith that I mentioned, like the Catholics and the Orthodox, well, then you're off the mark, uh, because there's nothing we can do to merit God's favor. Uh, His favor is bestowed on us gracefully, a free gift. So don't uh, practice or do practice Lent, but keep in mind um, that it's between you and the Lord. I've, you know, I've particularly uh, being raised as a Catholic, did practice Lent. I didn't know why, okay? I had no concept of what I was doing, just that I was taught it was the right thing to do. And then when I did it, yeah. Yeah, we're we're coming up on a break, but I hope that helps. It helps. Thank you very much. If not, if not, okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Uh, You too. Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. I think we're back. Uh, this is Charlie Spine, uh, sitting in for uh, Matt Slick on Matt Slick Live, while Matt Slick enjoys a trip to the Holy Land with a group of other Christians. Uh I hope he's enjoying himself. I hope they're safe over there. I'm waiting for him to send back some pictures and reports to us us here. Uh, Apparently, he's been too busy and enjoying himself to send much of anything, but um, that's okay. I'm sure he's going to bring back a a good report. Uh, He's been there before, and some of the pictures he brought back were just uh, stunning to see the history uh, that... uh, you can experience it in that area and walk amongst uh, uh, the remains of things that are spoken of in the Bible. Uh, it must be a great experience. Well, anyway, today um, we have open lines uh, to call in and ask your question. Uh, you can call and participate at uh, toll-free at 877-207. Two two seven six. In the last call, I mentioned an article by Luke Wayne. You know, uh, when I'm not sitting in for Matt, usually I'm in the background posting into the chat streams on the various uh, social media streams. I I post in links to articles 
that are uh, related to the topic of the caller's question. Uh, I do that because the articles are uh, uh, a lot more valuable to go through than uh, Matt or I could go through with you uh, and try to keep up uh, pace with a live radio broadcast. Uh, when I post the links to the articles and the topics, such as uh, Luke Wayne's uh, What is Lent article, you can take your time. You can open your Bible. You can compare with the uh, uh, believers of different uh, flavors uh, view Lent as. And then uh, with your scriptures open in front of you, you can come down in, uh, on a particular point of view that um, uh, should be and hopefully will be uh, uh, an accurate and faithful view according to scripture. So those links are uh, easily followed, and if you don't uh, have the benefit of me posting a link in chat when I'm busy doing this, you can go to the CARM search box on the CARM homepage, carm.org, and you put in a term or a phrase in that search box, and you'll be surprised. More times than not, there'll be several articles uh, in a list of articles on that topic, uh, sometimes uh, explaining the pros, sometimes explaining the cons, and usually explaining explaining both. Uh, Matt's pretty balanced in his approach to most things. And uh, so I invite you to use the CARM uh, uh, search box uh, when you have time, uh, and because I don't have the time live on the air. Okay, we have another call coming in. Let me grab that with uh, Paul from Virginia. Hi, Paul. You're on the air. Paul? Oh, hi. Uh, hello. Hi. Hi, Charlie. Yeah. Hi there. Yeah. Question? I'm not sure of the exact uh, uh, place in Scripture, but if Paul was talking, I'm thinking it's in Romans, about someone that, that harmed him. It was a coppersmith. Do you recall what that Scripture um, reference was? Well, let's see. Um, the one I'm re- recalling is... Uh, I thought it was in Thessalonians. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, well, there was Alexander the coppersmith, and there was Hymenaeus and Philetus who had uh, been uh, causing mischief uh, in the body of Christ. And uh, Paul had some uh, very uh, uh, strong words for them. Uh, he said that they had uh, they had been open, overturning the faith of some, and that their false teachings ate like a cancer in the body of Christ. And of course, theologically speaking, he wanted that cancer excised. Uh, and he expressed exactly that, uh, uh, that feeling. Uh, in fact, he said, may they be uh, rewarded according to their works. And he, he said that in the most sarcastic way in Scripture. Um, Yes, so they had done him harm, and he wasn't um, uh, shy about mentioning it because they were doing open uh, and uh, uh, very material uh, damage to the body of Christ. In fact, even overturning the faith of some. 
So this is a, yeah, this and is I, a I, dreadful. I, I thought it might be in reference that he was jailed. I, I think he was in prison at the time when he was trying to warn about that coppersmith and that may God judge that coppersmith, you know, according to his bad deeds. Yeah, that, that may be, that may be true. I'm really not exactly precise on the circumstances of where he was when he made the, uh, when he wrote this down. He may well have been in jail and someone had brought him the news of this kind of thing going on. Um, that may be so, the like, case. I'm not exactly sure. So I, I, I can't be dogmatic about Was there anything given? Or any any more? Pardon me? Any, anything written about what happened with the coppersmith? You know what? I'm not sure. I never uh, really followed it up enough to find out if uh, he's mentioned as having uh, repented of the errors or repented of his... Uh, 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 er- his errors. Um, that would be an interesting thing to study, though, uh, and yeah, yeah, something I, I need to put on my list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. He, uh, when we when we find when we find error in the body of Christ, it's our duty to first go to the person who might be responsible for spreading that error. Go to him as a brother, uh, and sometimes you can win him back from that error and put him back on track with Scripture. Sometimes you can't, and you have to go with another witness uh, or two, according to the, the, the New Testament formula for trying to mend things or correct each other. If that doesn't work, then uh, you might go to your pastor or the elders, and if you find someone in, such, in any kind of error, really. And if that doesn't work, as a last resort, uh, you invite them to leave the congregation, but that's the most extreme um, kinds of methods of dealing with with error. Apparently, for yeah. Paul to call it as something that eats away like a canker, he says, in our terminology today, would be a like a tumor, like a cancer in the body of Christ. That must have been right. yeah. uh, extremely serious, and uh, he attached it with the, that their teaching was actually overturning the faith of some young converts or prospective converts to the Christian faith. So that, I'm glad you asked the question, because it's a serious issue, and we see a lot of it, a lot of it around us uh, uh, now uh, in some of the modern, uh, what would you call it, the feel-good um, churches, the... the uh, oh, the, the name uh, is the word for that, but... Uh, Yes, yes, indeed. The seeker-friendly stuff. Well, we're coming up on a break, and um, so hopefully that answered your question. Right, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Charlie. Thanks okay. for coming from that. All right, thank you. Um, It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hi, uh, this is Charlie Spine. You're back with Matt Slick Live. I'm sitting in for Matt Lily Bell. Uh, we, uh, we do appreciate the, the Christian community who supports us. Uh, and if you want to support Max Slick Live, you can simply go to the uh, CARM uh, homepage, and you'll see a button that says Donate. Uh, Matt likes to might, might like to uh, 
his appeals. Uh, and sometimes all he asks for is just a recurring gift of $5 a month, which seems uh, pretty reasonable. And if you're happy to support us in that way, then uh, we're happy if you choose to do so and uh, spread the, the good news of the gospel. We have um, several uh, schools of apologetics uh, that you can go to to learn about the Christian faith and how to better defend it. And you can see those three CARM online schools, School of Theology, School of Apologetics, and the School of Critical Thinking, uh, by going online and uh, hitting the link for the CARM.org slash schools. And uh, it'll bring you there. Uh, we have a question on the phone, so let me get to that. And here we go with Courtney from Ohio. Hi, Courtney. What what can I uh, what can I help you with? Hi Hello, there, Courtney. Uh, so I uh, my question is about: Have you ever heard of? I'm not sure if I'm saying her last name correctly, but it's Jan Markle or Markel or something like that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yes, I have. You have? Yes. Okay, so yes. um, I've heard she's I've heard she's very conservative. I mean, I've heard her say um, a few things and that they were fine. I was fine with what she said. Um, I was just wondering, why is it okay for her to teach? I mean, I know she's not behind a pulpit or anything, but she does do conferences, and um, I know she has, like, a radio show. Why, is that okay, yes. do you think? And if yes, why? Yes. Okay. You said the key thing in your question. She's not behind the pulpit in the church. Uh, that position is reserved for the elders in the church, the teaching pastors uh, in the church. And uh, it's not a slam on the female uh, of uh, humans, but um, it's a position of authority that was set up, f- according to Paul, uh, it has its basis in the creation order of Adam being the head, um, and uh, not to make him more important, but to make him more uh, judge judge worthy, because he knew better than to act the way he did in the Garden of Eden. Uh, in fact, if you recall, it was Eve who first ate of the fruit and then gave it to her husband. Yet the Bible says. Sin entered the world through one man. So this is a concept called federal headship, and that federal headship carries mm-hmm. through into the order maintained in the church. Now, I understand she has uh, got, uh, uh, I think she has Understanding the Times. She's written several books. Um, women uh-huh. uh, are very valuable, very valuable in, in teaching ministries. Uh, in fact, the Billy Graham crusade, uh, every one of his crusades, he gave away a book about understanding the Bible by Henrietta Mears, and she was a marvelous Christian. Oh, I've heard she, of her. Yes, okay. uh, fully devoted to the Word of God, and her book was very helpful to many Christians early in their faith to understand the basics of the Bible. And so her work was... was hugely helpful, uh, but she never got behind the pulpit. Yeah. That's the thing. And and uh, so when you, you conduct
conduct yourself, as Paul calls it, in the household of God, uh, according to the order um, presented in Scripture, then you uh, are being faithful to the directions of Scripture, and that, that uh, uh, normally blessings follow. <laughs> but um, yes, well, yeah, I don't think okay. Has ever tried? I don't think she's ever tried to usurp the position of a teaching elder in a congregation. Um, as far as I know, no. if she has, then I, I, I've not heard of it. But um, you can okay, get Okay, I have another question that piggybacks off of that. Sure. Is that okay? Okay. Sure, so you bet. I, I'm, okay, so I am not a fan of Joyce Meyer, okay, but I know she has a lot of crazy oh. teachings, but has she, I mean... She just does conferences and stuff, right? Or does has she actually got behind the pulpit? Is that, I mean, like I said, oh, I know yeah. a lot of she, stuff she, she says is way wrong, but I, I don't know yeah. if she's ever done that. At a, has she? Does she go to churches? Uh, she is indeed behind a pulpit, and she is indeed a preaching error of the worst kind. If you go to the CARM website and put in Joyce Meyer, there's several articles. One of them has not only the, the the ghastly quotes that she's put in print, but they've got just as ghastly okay. audio recordings of her saying the very same, uh, uh, well, th- they're blasphemies, you know, unless you believe that oh, Jesus went to hell and was born again, he was the first man ever born again, and stuff like that. Said, Wait a minute, Jesus didn't need to be born again, he was the sinless son of God. Uh, I mean, this right. stuff is whacked, and where she gets it from is awful. Uh-huh. She's been confronted by people in the Christian uh, in the Christian arena. She's been confronted by very knowledgeable Christians who have said, please don't teach us there. Please correct. Please uh, retract what you've said, yeah. because it's giving a black eye to the faith, uh, not only uh, yeah. to the faith, but it's making us look... Uh, just ridiculous and and nutty in the face of the the people uh-huh. of the, of, of the un, un, uh, non-Christian world, the secular world. They say, you know, we don't want any part of that kind of wackiness when they hear that stuff. Even they know that it's off right. the mark. But if you right. go to those pages on CARB, you will hear the audio. And it's unmistakable, and it's fully documented, and we're not telling tales out of school. She is... Uh, yeah. Probably one of the most right, popular <laughs> fault features. You know, someone told me, you know, but she has, she's grown. Her ministry grows and grows and grows and grows. And I said, well, yeah, my mom had a tumor that grew and grew and grew. You know, it doesn't make it a good because it grows. Um, you know, what makes it good is how faithful it is to the Word of God. So uh, I'm glad yeah. you asked about her because she need, you, need, you need to warn people about her false doctrine and lead them uh, to uh, resources like CARM has that points out just exactly why these errors are so ghastly. Oh, that is, okay, okay. great. Well, and that's one of the things, like, I like to listen to Jan Markell, but I was like, I don't want to listen to somebody that's not supposed to be, you know, and like I said, I never knew that Joyce Meyer was behind the pulpit. I heard, I knew she had conferences and stuff like that, but I know so that Jan Markell, so does not not Jen, but Jan Markell. I know she's had conferences and stuff too. So that's where my main thing was. Oh, yeah. I was like, is that being behind a pulpit if you have a conference? 
And I never know. She, I never knew Joyce Meyer went to churches. That was what for my. You know, I was wondering about that too. I know yeah. she teaches crazy stuff. Yeah. Yes, so, she okay, does. So and when they host, when, when, okay. yeah, and when they host her at churches and put her up there in front of everybody teaching them this stuff, she's completely out of wow. line and completely outside uh, the bounds of scripture. So I'm wow. glad you called upon yeah, her. Because I have heard the, the, crazy the, stuff. The, yeah. Well, good. Okay. okay. Well, thank okay. you so well, much, Courtney. So I hope you call in again soon. Thank you. Yeah, so far as I know, Jan is very uh, 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 down the middle of the road. Unless I, uh, unless I hear otherwise, um, then you let me know, okay, if you hear otherwise. Okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, that was a good question because uh, there is, uh, as the Lord said, there's going to be a lot of false teaching uh, as uh, his return uh, gets nearer and nearer. There will be false prophets, false teachers. He even says false Christs. In fact, the scripture says many false Christs have already gone out among you. And so we're to be on the lookout for these false uh, Christs. Um, what they'll do is they'll try to counterfeit the real Jesus. And of course, the counterfeit is an attempt to look as authentic as possible. Uh, so this is how uh, they might spew Christian language and so forth uh, as they're out there with their error. But normally, um, they'll redefine some of the Christian terms that you and I are used to, uh, and they don't have the same meaning behind them. So here we go into a uh, another break, and hopefully you can call in and will continue. Thank you so much for listening to Matt Slick Live. Uh, 877-207-2276. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. On hold. Hi. Okay, I, I think I'm back now. I was a little premature in trying to get back. Uh, this is Charlie Spine sitting in for Matt Slick Live, and uh, we're happy to have you call in. In fact, someone has called in just now, Terry from Florida, with a question. Hi, Terry. Oh, hi. Hello, Terry. Can you hear can me? You hear me? Oh, yes, I can. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm glad it's... Uh... I can hear myself coming back to me, but I'll be honest, that's the least of our worries. I'm a bit of a tech head. I'm sort of a tech guy. The song will play now. <laughs> um, okay. But you okay. guys are having some kind of some kind of tech issues, maybe. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure what I'm looking at on the screen. It, it seems to be an older gentleman speaking on his phone with the green screen. It's really fuzzed out. But I mean, what what? There's a delay that I can I can only describe as uh, apocalyptic. The level of delay that we're dealing with audio wise, and I'm just wondering if you guys want some help in there to get this up to a running um, level. Well, it's a work in progress. Uh, we're trying to stream through several different venues. Uh, Matt has the uh, technical hookup at his place in, in uh, another state. 
than I'm in. Where's I'm in Matt? A, a neighboring Where's state Matt? How come, how come Matt's a, leaving you guys hanging here? Yeah, he's oh, yeah, on a trip to Israel with a bunch of uh, other Christians, and he'll be there this week and oh. next week. And then he'll hopefully, Lord willing, return to the saddle. And uh, yeah, I'm the older gentleman. That well, I think you're doing a fine the, job. It's not your fault, but it it almost feels like, uh, dare I say, it almost feels like you know the Lord Himself is sort of saying, "Hey, you know, isn't happy with what's happening because you guys, you guys, you got it's just a it's just a mess." Well, we're going to try to fine tune it, but thanks for letting us know. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to work on it. The you, you, you want me to call? I can do it. I can do it for free. I can call in and help. I mean, it might be latency problems. The green screen issue is a lighting problem. It's a straightforward lighting problem. That's why you're getting that bleed coming through on the top. Okay, okay, I can, I can fix that. <laughs> yeah, we okay, can get uh, this your dealt question. with. Hey, hey. This guy's. I'll find a way to get back at him for it. But um, yeah, what was your question? Whoop! Oh, it looks like he dropped off the air, or dropped off his phone. But his question was about finding a church, what to look for. You know, Matt has several uh, sister articles on that topic. Uh, one of them on Carm is what things. Should we look for in a church? You put that into the search bar on CARM, and you'll come back with a, uh, an awesome article on things to look for. Uh, there's also, like I said, a sister article called, uh, What is the Christian Church Supposed to Be? And if you find a church, and it's not acting like the church is supposed to act, well, then perhaps you can help them uh, act more appropriately. Or uh, you can find another church to attend. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there's a, another article, too. Let me give you this one. This is one that I found to be very helpful, and it's from the Master's Seminary. Uh, it's a church finder. And it's uh, a reliable resource as far as I've uh, been experienced with it. And I've been experienced with it now for several years. So if you go to the Master's Seminary Church Finder on the air, on the web, on the web, I wish I could post the link in for you now, but I think that's enough to find it in a search engine. Uh, you'll find that uh, these are churches that are pastored by graduates. Uh, from the master seminary, more than more more often than not, and they'll be very um, uh, conservative and somewhat reformed, obviously, and uh, they should be uh, ones that pass all the tests of what you should look for in a church. Uh, you can check out their statements of faith, of course. Carm uh, has a statement of faith that is very uh, precise in that we. In, Engage in talking to people that are somewhat um, picky, which is good if you're uh, <laughs> if you're a Berean and you're picky in that sense. Uh, we commend that, but uh, in that we um, um, uh, deal with issues that are uh, central uh, and 
uh, critically important to the Christian faith. We want our statement of faith to be uh, just as transparent and open as uh, we can be, and then we won't, we won't surprise you with an answer uh, having to do with Christianity and the Christian faith. Uh, and if you find our answer to be inconsistent with our statement of faith, we're going to rely upon you, good people, to, to remind us uh, of it, and we will fine-tune either our statement of faith or our position or both. Uh, we've found that as we as we approach the Word of God, we we try to avoid baptizing our doctrine and our ways of thinking into the Scripture. Rather, we'd have the the Scripture uh, enlighten us and wash our minds clean and to where they can think clearly. And if we have to adjust our position to make it fit with Scripture, we hope we're not too proud and too stubborn to do so, because some of us get set in our ways with uh, certain uh, uh, doctrines that we've followed uh, for uh, probably uh, good or bad reasons. But if we find that we've followed a teaching or an idea that runs up and butts heads with the Scripture, then we have to be willing and humble to submit to the Scripture and give up that position and adjust accordingly. That's what Christians do, uh, rather than uh, stick with your uh, favorite way of interpreting something. Uh, we had uh, one person that uh, we dealt with who said, uh, we were talking about um, Jesus speaking of his resurrection, in that he said, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And I said, and he was speaking of the temple of his body. And he said, well, that's your interpretation. And I said, wait a minute, that, that's a kind of a tricky way of looking at things. I said, I didn't give that interpretation. The Apostle John gave that interpretation. That's what he wrote at the time. I think his interpretation would be accurate. I don't want, I don't want mine to stand or fall. Uh, I'm not even going to take a position outside of his uh, position of what it meant. So... Um, when you run into people like that, they got to be willing to, to um, go outside of simply blowing off a scripture by saying that's your interpretation, because many times the scripture gives its own interpretation of what's being said, and in that case, uh, the Apostle John himself gives us the precise meaning of what he was talking about. He was talking about the resurrection of his body. So, uh, there's no callers on the line right now. Uh, if you do want to call, I think there's time to take another call, and it would be to our toll-free number, uh, which I just covered up my page that had it on my screen. <laughs> uh, I almost gave up my home number. Uh, no, our, our number here to call in with a question is toll-free, 877-207-CARM, and CARM is short for Eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. So you can call in, and uh, we'd love to to engage with uh, your question. Um, I always look forward to the calls because, um, well, to put it bluntly, the the next call we get to the show may be the most important call we've ever gotten. It uh, it may be your call. Okay, and. So we look forward to that. 
Uh, let's see. There is also a um, Spanish version of CARM for the Spanish-speaking people who are more comfortable with uh, Espanol, and that's uh, found at uh, Miapic. That's M-I-A-P-I-C dot org. And uh, Carlos, who's on the trip with Matt right now, is in, uh, enjoying the, the, the Holy Land. He uh, administers that website, and he's a, a superbly accomplished uh, translator and uh, teacher uh, of the Bible and, and defending the faith. There's also, for uh, those who uh, would enjoy a Portuguese version of CARM, uh, we have one uh, with uh, our our help in uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. I believe he lives in Sao Paulo. Uh, Dave Brito, and he's got a, a extremely uh, a wonderful website, uh, Defendeo de Fe. I, I think it means to defend the faith in Portuguese. I, I'm not a multilingual, so um, I'm barely monolingual. But uh, Defend the Faith. Uh, with Dave Brito is a uh, marvelous resource for Portuguese-speaking people. Of course, for the all us English-speaking people, uh, thanks to the Truth Network, you can access uh, over 600 podcasts that they have archived uh, in uh, uh, their website. If you go out to the Matt Slick's uh, uh, thumbnail, I think of the uh, the different. Uh, uh, the different broadcasters they have over their their, uh, their uh, service, and uh, you go to um, Matt Slick and look at his programming, and there'll be a link to the archived shows of Matt. Six hundred—that's amazing. Um, so, anyway, we don't have any calls, and so what 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 I can do as we go out of this uh, uh, session today is. Um, Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support for comdart.org. Uh, tonight, I'm going to go and see uh, the mom and the child who I was speaking of yesterday, who is just a miracle child that we've been praying for. Um, I'm going to go to the Bible study she attends on Tuesday nights in my town. It's uh, several miles away, very close. And uh, I'm going to ask her if she will... Uh, perhaps call in tomorrow and share the story of little Graceland and God's marvelous hand at work in her little life as we approach her upcoming birthday. And uh, so hopefully I can get her to, to uh, join us, and I think you'll uh, be delighted uh, to hear about this uh, wonderful, wonderful story of faith and the mercy of God. And let's see, if there's something else I'm skipping, I hope you'll forgive me, uh, but uh, Lord willing, uh, you can listen again tomorrow at this time. Now, be, remember, because of some of the censorship uh, we've um, experienced on some uh, venues, we're going to be bringing our content to Rumble, which is the most open and, uh, and, and uh, useful format. So I appreciate your uh, participation today. I hope you can come back tomorrow. Bear with us on the technical difficulties. 
we're doing our best to uh, continue to smooth those out. And uh, unfortunately, I'm not hardwired for technology. Another program powered by the Truth Network.